Hey, where is your papa? Today on The Grid. The Grid, a digital frontier. I pictured patriots as they moved throughout our country. Do they look like individuals or small business? Were the rallies like church? I keep dreaming of a world I hope to one day see. And then, today, I got in. Hello, fellow Americans. This is Chris Coleman, your host with the Kingdom Patriot Group. Welcome to The Grid, where faith, politics, and commerce intersect. This episode of The Grid is brought to you by America First Insurance Group. America First Insurance Group. These guys have become an official sponsor of The Grid, therefore supporting the work that we do here at the Kingdom Patriot Group. Ensuring your life protecting your liberty. It's so important for our audience to know that there's an insurance group out there that is working in such a way that any profits that they might donate are not going to go to liberal causes. America First Insurance Group. We have contact information in the show notes. So if you want to quote, check out our show notes. Welcome to this week's News and Review. Folks, if you don't think gender ideology and this woke movement is truly an agenda-driven issue, then just listen to these stories and you can start putting the puzzle pieces together yourself. So let's start with the first one. Boston Children's Hospital, in fact, the director there, calls for a dramatic increase. They're saying we need to increase capacity for gender surgeries on minors. That's right. The hospital says we've got to create more capacity so we can get all these surgeries in. And then you go to North Carolina and where you hear about a school that is facing a lot of pushback because they let a drag queen straddle a student in a show. Are you kidding me? Where are the adults in this world standing up to truly protect the kids? Well, then we go to another mother who's a Christian mother. She's suing the state. I believe this was in Oregon because she is being told that she's being denied the right to adopt over her gender beliefs. And she says the state is putting politics over children because she is a willing and able mother, but she doesn't buy into the whole gender ideology. Well, then from there, we go to California and a mom actually had to confront the school district after she found out her 11-year-old change genders without her knowledge. And we're just seeing this over and over where the schools are not actually being neutral or blind to this issue. They are promoting, they are helping, they are being subversive and pushing kids towards transitioning. Well, then we go from California to the NIH, the National Institute of Health, and they're warning now against describing pronouns as something that is chosen. In fact, they started pushing up to 40 different options for people to choose. What they mean by this is that pronouns are not something that someone chooses. It ha- it's just like whatever gender that, that they decide, that's who they are. And you're starting to see this more and more, that if you use the wrong pronouns, it's even options for violence. I mean, it is crazy. Do you see how all these pieces fit together from surgeries to healthcare to drag queen shows to adoption? to secrecy and student transitions, there is an absolute assault on traditionally held and scientifically held beliefs and the understanding of sex and what it means. I think we said this several podcasts ago. 
It's very clear and it's very easy. God made them male and female. Well, if you don't support this, in fact, if you don't push this and promote this and celebrate this particular woke movement, at least that's how I'm reading it here, then you're to be destroyed. You are being targeted. Well, next we go to hypocrisy news. Cori Bush's campaign paid thousands to her husband for personal security services in recent months. Now, you may know Cori Bush, the legislator from Missouri, particularly St. Louis. Why this is such a big deal and why this is a story is because Cori Bush is one of the premier proponents for defunding the police. She is openly talking about the racism of police. We need to get rid of law enforcement. And yet she's spending thousands, hundreds of thousands on personal security. What makes it even worse, though, she's paying for security to a particular firm. Who works there? Yep, you guessed it, her husband. By the way, he doesn't have even the appropriate licensing to be someone in security, but that doesn't really matter. It's all about attentions, right? And they say it's necessary. She says it's necessary because all of all the death threats. Really, that's interesting because I wonder, does that mean that anybody else on the conservative side who's had death threats, that that would be okay for them. Not according to this lady. Okay, in other examples of tolerant news, in Albany, protesters absolutely destroyed a Bible, multiple Bibles actually, at a free speech event. Folks, the tolerant left strikes again. So they talk about diversity and equity and inclusion and tolerance. But what that really means, it's, it's kind of like the old Henry Ford notion. Look, you can have any car you want. You can have any color you want as long as it's black. Well, you can have any opinion you want as long as it's theirs. And if not, then you are to be destroyed. And in fact, I saw another event. It was a video clip in which Turning Point USA was at a campus and they had a table laid out. And they weren't even talking to people. It was just a table. So it was is what I would call a passive presentation. Instead of going up to people and talking to them, they just had a table with brochures. And a transgender female came up to that table and just started F-bombing them all over the place. And then reached down and just ripped the table and flipped it and knocked all of the materials all over the ground. And it was like, yeah, that, that's what this tolerant movement, this quote-unquote tolerant movement espouses. It's tolerance in how they're treated, but it's open season on how they treat others. It's very, very unfortunate. Lastly, in disturbing news, Jack Teixeira from the National Guard was alleged to have leaked classified material in chat rooms and other places, and so he was ultimately arrested this week. Now, leaking classified documents, generally speaking, should never be condoned. However, in some cases, you do wonder, in those places where the government is doing things they should not be doing, how else do you actually expose them? How else do you bring this to light? Well, in this case, the Air Guardsman is being touted as a whistleblower by some. Now, I don't know if that's true or not, but the fact that we would even consider that possibility tells you how far we've come. Because in these days that we live in, we almost expect nefarious behavior from our government, way more than we expect honest work for the people that they're supposed to serve. Folks, for this week's News and Review, that's a wrap. So my daughter sent me an article a couple days ago that talked about fatherlessness in America. Now, the article was actually written back in February of 2022, but it kind of got me thinking 
And that really prompted me to start looking deeper. And I couldn't believe some of the things that I found. Some of those resources included, for example, fatherhood.org. Well, the statistics vary depending on the website because some are old. It depends on time frames, other factors. But the one thing that did not vary was that the impact of fatherlessness were all negative, horribly negative, shockingly negative. So I just want to dive in and share some of those. Because depending on which data you look at, somewhere between 19 and 24 million children in the United States live without a father in the home. Literally one in four. And this is what we know based on the data. This is what's called a lagging indicator or it's outcome-based data. But if a child grows up in a home in which there is no father, they're 47% more likely to live in poverty. They have double the risk for infant mortality. They are seven times more likely to become pregnant as a teen and two times more likely to suffer from obesity. 71% of high school dropouts, yeah, you guessed it, they come from a family in which there's no father. 63% of all teen suicides come about from teens who are in fatherless homes. 90%, 90%, 90%, 90%, 9 out of every 10 homeless folks or runaways come from a home in which there's no father. 80% of all rapists who have anger issues come from homes in which there was no father. 75% of adolescent patients in chemical abuse centers, again, no father. But what about statistics where the father is present? Well, 40% of those folks are less likely to have to repeat a grade. They're 70% less likely to drop out of school, and they are way more likely to actually get A's in the courses they take. I think it's pretty clear. I mean, just on statistics alone, it's not even debatable that a child's chance at being a productive and positive member of society is greatly increased. It's greatly enhanced when there's a father in the home. Does this apply to all children or Does it even have a more sinister story when you dive into the racial aspect? So think about this for a second. Of all those 20 million, 24 million folks who grow up in a home without a father, what do you think that looks like when you talk about race? Well, for whites, it's one in five. 20% of white children do not grow up with a biological father in the home. Hispanics, that jumps up to 31%. So whites is one in five. Hispanics is one in three, but blacks, 57%. If you're a teacher and you have a classroom with 20 black students, it's likely that 12 of those do not have their father in the home. That is a stunning statistic. And by the way, some of that data is actually 10 years old. And I can't believe that it would have gotten better over this time. And we wonder why abortion is so prevalent in our society. Because when a black woman is pregnant, she has three choices, three options that she's faced with. Keep the baby, give the baby up for adoption, or terminate the baby via abortion. I guess I should say those are the choices for everyone. But if you're a young black woman and you're pregnant, more likely than not, based on the statistics, there is not a man in the home to help you. So given those three options, which one seems easiest to you? We literally have created a system in which we have made it easy, convenient, and cheap to terminate the life of a baby in the womb. And because of policies and the degradation of the family 
unit, specifically the black family unit, we see how the black family has been literally targeted for termination. Black citizens represent approximately 12% of the U.S. population, but account for nearly 40% of the abortions. If you want to talk about racial inequity and racism and lack of equality, this is the poster child. Black babies are literally being singled out for death at a rate four times that of white babies, even though as a population, they represent 80% less. So let me say that again. They're 80% less blacks in the United States than whites, but they have 400% more abortions. This is catastrophic. So that's the bleak news. How do you reverse that trend? What is the answer? I mean, I grieve over the 20 million fatherless in our country, but what can we do? Well, we'll discuss that when we return. I'm so glad you asked how you can help for free. Subscribe or follow The Grid and set your phone out for automatic downloads. You'll have immediate access to each new episode, and you'll help us appear at the top of your podcast platform search list. This makes The Grid easier for everyone to find. From all of us at the Kingdom Patriot Group, Thank you for joining us in the fight for faith and freedom by subscribing to The Grid. Oh man, if you just read those statistics and look at those articles all day long, it will mess with your brain. It can be so depressing. So who of you that is listening is one of those fatherless? If you are, the statistics say you are way more likely to have a difficult and troubled life. You are likely to repeat what you have known and seen. But the opposite is true. If you are the one, if you're the one in which your life changes, you literally can change history. You can put a stake in the ground as you declare that you will take back ground that the enemy has unlawfully taken from you. So I share that because I want us to go to God's word. And this message is specifically for those of you who have been fatherless. So let's start with Psalm 68, 5. A father to the fatherless, a defender of widows, is God in his holy dwelling. Deuteronomy 10.18, he defends the cause of the fatherless and the widow, and he loves the alien, giving him food and clothing. 2 Corinthians 6.18, I will be a father to you, and you will be my sons and daughters. What is the good news that I have for you today? As a friend would say, what nugget of encouragement do I have for you? It's this that Jesus is father to the fatherless. You may be absent of a father here on earth, but you are not absent of a far better father in heaven who wants to be your father, who wants to defend your case, who wants to adopt you in his family. We see in Romans 18, 14 through 17, because those who are led by the spirit of God are sons of God. For you did not receive a spirit that makes you a slave again to fear, but you have received the spirit of sonship. And by him we cry, Abba, Father. The Spirit himself testifies with our spirit that we are God's children. Now, if we are children, then we are heirs, heirs of God and co-heirs of Christ. If indeed we share in his sufferings in order that we may also share in his glory. Why do I share this? Because you can't change your blood. You can't change the family tree. You can't change the fact that your father may have been absent or is locked up in prison or anything else that has happened to you. However, you can change the future. You can change the future history and your family by living out 
Romans 8, what we just read. You are a child of God, adopted into the Lord's family as his son. He literally becomes your father by the way of adoption if you would but just surrender to him and be led by his spirit. Are you fatherless? Have you continued to live in the same legacy as your absent father? Have you blamed your absent father and used it as an excuse to justify your sin? Then it's time you became adopted into the family in which your father will forgive your sins and love you for all eternity. Surrender today to the calling of the Holy Spirit. Commit yourself to following the Lordship of Jesus Christ. Make him Lord of your life and you will enter a journey. You will join a family, a family in which you are loved by a real father, a perfect father, beyond anything you can imagine for all eternity. He truly is the father to the fatherless. Here at the Kingdom Patriot Group, we pray that you, without a father, will seek the father and find the father. Thanks for joining us today on The Grid. And I can't wait until next week when we talk about digital currency. Till next time. Thanks for joining us for today's edition of The Grid. And special thanks to our sponsor, America First Insurance Group. Be sure to visit our website at kingdompatriot.us to join the movement of faith and freedom. That's kingdompatriot.us. Join today so that together we can make a difference. Your membership is appreciated, your input is valued, and your voice is needed. I'm Chris Kuhlman, and I am a Kingdom Patriot. Oh,